Welcome back to the Content Warning World Fighting Championship Content Warning saying it twice just to get it out there. In this corner we have all of the dirty words and the fucks and the shits and the swears that we are going to say. And in this corner we have the penis talk. So, in case you haven't noticed by the fact that I said all of those already, we will be having various dirty conversations and probably swearing a lot. Ready? And fight! Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We are Aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air but have stopped our journey to the bar with no name to fight. <laughs> or get involved in fights? I don't... <laughs> guys, guys, sorry. Um, Editor Soway Steven here. Um, I hear you were fighting. I, I, I'm in. We're fighting? Can I fight? <laughs> I want to fight. I'm here. Please, can I fight? What did I tell you the first rule was? I don't know. I didn't pay attention. Look, we can't follow the first rule of Fight Club. Literally, what we do is talk here. What about the second rule? Also, what we do is talk here. It is possible that the structural format of this podcast was not designed for what we're trying to do this season. No, but it... Look, normally we come here and we try to answer your nerdy questions. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to nerddom kind of in general... The ultimate question tends to be, who, who would, win, would in a fight? win? The number of times that we haven't answered this question that has come up is a lot. Yeah. The other one is, uh, who would you fuck? But that's a different thing. <laughs> I, the Mary Fuck Kill season? <laughs> Just so that we can come you up with the exact answers again? <laughs> Uh, to reference another podcast just so that we can come up with the same exact answers might happen who knows uh, plus the answer is Martian Manhunter most times yes on both the Mary fuck and kill <laughs> not kill you'd be nice to my John I mean he has too much power <laughs> he's too fuckable he also eats all of my goddamn Oreos it's true all of these things are, are why yeah. <laughs> which hey fuck also, Mary kill true true so, for this season, though, of the basics of this, the computer has come up with a list of 100 heroes, mostly, and a couple of villains, mostly from Marvel and DC. Most of them are big-name heroes. Some of them are wild cards, like Marcus the Centaur. No, I will not explain who that is to you. Yet. You're gonna. Yet. Yet. Eventually, He will come up. He's, he's come up in a couple of places. Because um, he's my new favorite character. <laughs> the fact that he exists is my favorite it's thing. It's perfect is perfection. Have I told you, Tyler, that we can submit users' questions ourselves? I do it all the time. <laughs> you do it a lot, man. <laughs> like, half of our questions it's is It's one of my Stephen favorite things <laughs> to just ask. Just ask. I'm, I can't ask, though, because then I have to answer. <laughs> I mean, with that kind of quantity, that tends to be my, yeah. my field. But... The basic setup of this is we will be randomly assigned characters. One of us will argue for one character, the other will argue for the other character, the third person here, because I guess we have to include the stowaway, because he's our editor stowaway. and stuff, so hey. we should probably respect him. I guess... I'm sorry, I finished cleaning <laughs> out the dojo and I had nothing else to do, so... So now we use the dojo! It is a rather clean dojo now. It looks like an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> Classic fight setup. Anyways, one person argues for one person, another person argues for the other person. The third person determines the winner. Let's reword that just a second to make it a Thank little bit less cool. much. One person argues for one character. Yes. One person argues for, for the, the other, other character. character. The, the third, third person, person decides which character wins. I know what I said. <laughs> so... 
an example would be Zach is arguing one character, Tyler is arguing another character, and I decide between the two. He's drunk with power already. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so, we already pre-picked out our battle for this one, and we will uh, announce at the end of every episode Who's what next? the next fight will be and who the next, because we will rotate between to get this. For our first fight, we have Nightwing, argued by me, versus Daredevil, argued by Tyler. Steven, you have the two-face coin for the coin flip. Tyler, call it to see who goes first. Yeah, the computer said you get to choose. I don't know why, but I, apparently Tyler you've been giving me. it cookies or something is my guess. Uh, so <laughs> I always disable cookies. What are who you was, talking about? <laughs> who was the actress who was um, in, in Galaxy Quest? Sircarni Weaver? Yeah, her entire job was to like talk to the computer. <laughs> That's you. That's who you are in this podcast. <laughs> Uh, so I'm okay with being the Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver's a fucking queen. So. <laughs> All her choice. Actually, no bad choice. Uh, the only one I don't want to be is Tim Allen in that uh, cast. Ah, oh, Tim Allen's the worst. But I wouldn't mind being his character. Okay. If we're less the worst. Yeah. Less the worst. <laughs> I mean, he's... He, well, not the greatest guy, but... <laughs> he learns. <laughs> he, learned his, he learns by the end of the movie. More, more than Shatner cool. actually ever has, so... That's disappointing. Mm. Okay, We're not going so, into that right now. Uh, Tyler, call uh, call the two point two face coin in in the air. Yeah, heads. Ooh, heads it is. You know what? I'm gonna let Zach go first. All oh, right. Okay. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> we have not rehearsed this. We've not done a fake fight to plan this out. This is all happening off the cuff. So, Dick Grayson, Nightwing. Protégé of the Batman, leader of the Teen Titans in most versions, and generally considered one of the greatest fighters in the DC Universe. I figure when it comes Nightwing versus Daredevil, Daredevil's advantage, I would argue, is uh, uh, endurance, while Nightwing is going to be faster, generally, as a trained acrobat as opposed to a boxer. Mix that speed uh, with the fact that I would argue that Dick Grayson is probably a more accomplished martial artist... With training from, among other people, Batman, Deathstroke, some Temerian martial arts from Starfire, and probably Green Arrow, but no one really cares too much on that one. Weapons-wise, I would argue the fighting is relatively evil, not evil, equal, but Dick Grayson has one major advantage in the weapons. His are tasers in many versions. So the taser Eskrima sticks, I'm going to say, is probably the overwhelming advantage between the two. I guess that's my initial... Do we want to do a rebuttal now or save it for after your arguments? I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm not going to do a, a formal rebuttal on this one because I feel like a couple of the points I'm going to bring up on my argument anyway already already come at it okay. a little bit. Okay, bring, so. bring up your argument. As I said, we are learning how we're doing this as we go. <laughs> Look, so I'll admit when, uh, when this matchup was first proposed, I was just like, oh yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a pretty good matchup. It's a lot more even than I thought, but I think that's where Daredevil ends up pulling away in the end because... They are pretty even on a lot of things. Both of these guys are going to be Olympic-level athletes. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, Nightwing is a gymnast who is taught how to fight. Daredevil was a little boxer kid <laughs> who gained superpowers. Now, he might be blind. He knows what's coming as long as it's close to him. He's got that radar sense. He can smell you. He can hear your heartbeat from 20 feet away. He knows how to do all of that. It doesn't matter that he doesn't know as many styles. He's still one of the, the premier martial artists. And when it comes to being the, like the gymnast stuff, 
He might not have been a trained gymnast, but thanks to the rest of his uh, senses being heightened from the ooze. I'm going to call it the ooze. It's the ooze. Yeah, I know it's the ooze. You know, the secrets of the ooze. Yeah, the the secrets of the ooze. That includes sense of balance, which he has on par with Spider-Man. Daredevil is arguably a better gymnast than Nightwing. When you got when you have the weapons, yeah, his might be electrified, but Daredevil's going to have a little bit more versatility when he's got that rope attached to that baton. He can swing around, he can tie up his weapons, he can grab them, hurl them across the room, whatever he needs to do. And he's not going to be worrying about any sparks coming off that, like blinding him or anything. He's already blind, son. (laughs) Okay. Um, He's a boxer trained to be a ninja, not a gymnast trained to be a fighter across multiple disciplines. How much time can you put in any one of those when you you know that many? Welcome to the eternal problem with Batman's character. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I want to give you a completely useless and utterly pointless bonus point for making me think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Deuce. <laughs> now, are um, we doing a rebuttal here? Or, just, okay, before I'm we sorry, go further, no, I just, I just, need, I just so. needed to give you your completely no, useless and have absolutely no meritable value bonus <laughs> point for making me think of Secrets of the Deuce as the decider in this argument. Secret bonus point to Tyler. Do you have a rebuttal to anything he had, Tyler? Uh, to Tyler's argument. So my biggest proponent is that you were putting him as one of the premier fighters of the Marvel Universe while kind of listing off Dick as not so much as one. There is a comic called Shadowland where Iron Fist and Shang-Chi are talking about Daredevil's fighting style. And one, they both make it clear that before, in that comic, he's possessed by a demon and it changes his stuff and that's not important to this. But they make it clear that he is good, but they are both decidedly better. And they describe his style as a mix of ninjutsu kung fu with some good old New York boxing mixed in. Dick Grayson, one, I mean, yes, he is an athlete, which or he is a, a gymnast, which means he's a little more lithe in character. But he is shown to go much more toe-to-toe with higher level martial artists in the DC universe, as opposed to, I mean, again, Daredevil is good, but he's like lower top tier. Dick is considered on the DC universe, just top tier. He, there's comics where Batman talks about like, Dick Grayson might be the one person who could really take him out in a full on fight. He fights Deathstroke to a draw at least once. Now, again, that we end up with the problem of, I'm shooting myself in the foot here, of it depends on whose book we're reading determining this winner. As for the uh, Dee Dee's Billy Club with the whole, he can turn it into a, I don't... He can grapple with it. Yes, he can grapple a, with it. A he can use it as a nunchuck, I guess. As a rope nunchuck thing. Dick Grayson also has the grapple guns, so I'm going to argue on some level... Those would uh, cancel each other out. I think their advantages end up canceling each other out to the point that it becomes who wins in, like, just a straight-on brawl. Dick's mask has night vision on it. Daredevil has his radar sense. Both of them have cool, weird grapple gun club Eskrima stick things. I would argue maybe Dick has the advantage there because he's got two of them, but... At the end of the day, it's got me pretty close, which brings us down to the final fights. And I, if even if Daredevil is a slightly better fighter, Dick is a better strategist. I'm going to go with Daredevil has near to close to perfect memory. So the longer the fight goes on, the more he's going to learn Dick's fighting style. And 
like he has to end it quickly and i don't think he can against daredevil i think it gets dragged out and i think that's where the boxing i think that's where the boxing toughness is going to come in and that's where his just being able to memorize what's been happening there in front of him comes in i had something oh and i think daredevil is actually probably appreciably quite a bit stronger than dick like physically you're saying through his ninja training he can control a lot of what's normally autonomic body uh, responses and is able to push himself further in his training he is actually considered to be one step below what would be considered superhuman strength in the marvel universe Mm -hmm. basically i think they give his bench at like 450 which is wild that's like miss frizzle style (laughs) (laughs) miss frizzle should have gotten on this list Oh, if we ever do a wider pop culture versus, we should absolutely fucking add this bristle on the list. I don't know if I'm allowed any other counter, so I think it's just, at this point, it comes down to... I feel like, yeah, that, that yeah, I feel like it's just down to that. Also, I want to throw it out there just because it's wild and nobody ever brings it up. I don't know if it would actually help in this fight that much. Daredevil's also a mild telepath. What the fuck? Extremely, extremely mild telepath can usually only use it to communicate with other people that are also telepaths, but at times during the comics have been able to, he has been able to gain some surface information off of a person's thoughts. It's basically as I understand it. Yeah, one, mystical ninja training because Frank Miller is problematic, but talented. And then to the the sheer level of if he fully concentrates on a person the amount that he can read the body at like insane degrees but i would argue that that requires him to like sit there and stare oh, very no, intently I, I'll like, I don't think you. it would happen in the fight i more wanted to just bring it up because nobody ever brings it no no i, forgot I legitimately that never even knew it existed so thank you for bringing that up i don't think it figures into the fight between him no. and nightwing in a in an abandoned warehouse type such a scenario. Hmm, wow, that's a really fucking challenging pick. Um, you both brought up very good points that make me apprehensive to pick a winner in either direction, in that, like, Tyler's points about his near near superhuman strength and ninja training. Being one trained by stick and... The hand. The hand mm-hmm. um, is a level of training and veracity that I don't think... Grayson's gonna have in that he's he's getting trained from my understanding he's getting training from a lot of different people but usually through for the most part through the lens of heroes and through Batman yeah if if Stick is Daredevil's primary trainer Batman is mm-hmm. Grayson's so I feel like that by a lot but that gives him a level of inherent grayness to his morality that I feel like... That the gray sun doesn't have. Oh, Daredevil 100%. Like, not to argue against Dick Grayson, but Daredevil's gonna fight dirtier. Like, um, there's no getting around that one. Red Hood, we would swap that. Yeah. But... <laughs> I think I have to give it to Daredevil. I think... Foiled again! I... And by that, I mean for the first time. But also, like, you you make an excellent point with his level of fighting ability. And I was like gonna... The fact... I, he nearly edged it out with, uh, with his argument that he went toe-to-toe with Slade. You I was <laughs> no. You bringing up uh, Jason Todd reminded me of a, a point that I was going to make. We're past the that part now, but I was going to bring up like being trained by Batman isn't a an end all. Ask Jason Todd how that turns out. Beaten to death. Yeah, uh, my my last rebuttal that I was going to have was Dick is trained to fight specifically trained to fight powered people in ways that others aren't. But I yeah. Anyways, 
First yeah. round goes to Daredevil. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. That's a, oof. Oh my goodness, that is a challenging thing to do. <laughs> this is going like, to be a, cl- that was going to be a close fight. Like that was, I actually think this is better. They do a lot. I, and I think it's because yeah. Frank Miller is known for writing the both of Batman versus Daredevil. I think this fight's more interesting. I think so too. I think, oh, incredibly interesting. But I think a very meritable point that really also swayed me was your argument for, for Dick to win this, he needs to kind of take him out and quickly. If it were a longer uh, fight, I feel like it's going to be a longer fight. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if it's going to be a longer fight, I give it to Daredevil in that case. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, in order to keep our journey. <laughs> That's right. We have a second <laughs> half of this. We do have a second. I almost forgot about it, too. And then I noticed the the other tab I still had pulled up. <laughs> Uh, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep it this expedition's theme of Marvel villains. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Tombstone? Tombstone? His real name is Lonnie something. I don't remember the last name. And he would have been created by Gary Conway and I want to say Sal Buscema? Alex Saviok. God damn. Okay. He first appeared in the early 90s. He is a mid-level Spider-Man villain, but a Spider-Man villain in my favorite style, which is a villain that would work great in a Dick Tracy comic. Is he in the animated series? He's in the animated series and he's in Into the Spider-Verse. And he's in the Spider-Man video game. As wildly different characters, kind of in all three. In the in the animated series, he has just like a fucking giant ass head, right? That looks like no. That's well, um, hmm. or am I thinking someone different? You might be thinking of Hammerhead. I am thinking of Hammerhead, who is My another apologies. character. I mean, that one even more than Tombstone is a Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah, one. that's a Dick. Like, wait, it, did Dick Tracy have a Hammerhead? Probably. I don't know. For reference, when I'm saying that, I mean weird gang villains. Tombstone was grew up as. I don't want to say friends, but acquaintances of Robbie Robertson, the, not the publisher, the editor-in-chief of the Daily Bugle. The the number two guy at the Daily Bugle. Ben Riley? No, Ben something, I feel like. Robbie Robertson. Oh, Robert Robertson. You literally just said Yes. Mm-hmm. Ben Sorry. Riley is the Scarlet Spider. He is unrelated to this story. I keep going back and getting lost and thinking about the fucking hammerhead from the animated series. He is. Lonnie is a black man, but he is an albino. And I want to say he sharpened his teeth to points just because he's an extra motherfucker, but uh, could be variable. He's, in the original appearances, mostly just a pretty intimidating dude with no superpowers himself, which leads him to getting the shit kicked out of him by Spider-Man eventually. I think at one point he breaks Robbie Robertson's back. Like, it's a whole hardcore thing with, like, bear hug snap. He eventually gives himself superpowers. I don't remember how he got the superpowers. It's probably Power Broker or random supervillain doctor number seven. But he ends up with basically kind of Luke Cagey powers. He's stronger. He's got bigger endurance. I don't think he's as unbreakable as Cage. Not going to get the shit kicked out of him by Spider-Man immediately. Yes. He's a challenge again. Could put up a fight. He's very 90s and he's always either wearing a black suit or a black leather jacket the more modern versions are increasingly putting him as more of a a biker like they did in the spider-man video game as opposed to classic mobsters a lot of his early stories he is a rival to the kingpin maybe not necessarily kingpin level but he controls like one of the boroughs 
The most recent thing I've read with him in is when he appears in Power Man and Iron Fist that came out a couple of years ago. And the running joke in that one, because it's kind of a funny comic. Uh, Tombstone always, like, the way they depict him talking is always a little, like, weird and creepy. The word balloons and a lot, and the voices they give him the animated stuff. And it's determined that he's always doing what they call in that comic the weird whisper thing. Doing the, like, intimidating kind of whispering, I will murder you voice of like against him. I'm gonna murder you. But the running joke is no one can actually figure out what he's saying half of the time because he's always insisting on doing the weird whisper thing. Yeah. I like that. That's he cool. is a solid B-level Spider-Man villain. He does not belong on the Sinister Six but you can put him in a gang war and he's very useful. I think that he should be significantly more used in Miles Morales comics because I think Miles should be taking on some of those more Peter's beaten up them up enough times that they don't want to fight him anymore. But like, Miles is not as good at being Spider-Man as Peter is yet, just because he's 16. <laughs> so like having him take on some of those lower level street level stuff, I think works well as Spider-Man has moved away from the street level fighting more over the last 20 years. Yeah, I mean, from you pretty much got everything right that I can see. He gained his powers because they were fighting near some experimental gas in Oscorp. One of the times he was trying to kill Robertson. Okay. <laughs> so know, not even on purpose. He just like, accidentally, like, bang-babied his way into it. Yeah, he, uh, he, he ended up trapped in, like, a, like, containment chamber or something. And You know, the, the not Green Goblin project, but the project that was next to the pro Green Goblin project. <laughs> just... How many, man, how nice is it to be in the Marvel Universe where downside radiation is everywhere, but upside, it's less likely to give you cancer and more likely to give you superpowers. Except for Captain Marvel, the original, who it did give cancer to, and he died. What the fuck? What if cancer is superpowers in Marvel Universe? That's tough. I will say, uh, <laughs> like, Tombstone has one of the most interestingly accurate castings of all time. Because his voice actor in Into the Spider-Verse was, in fact, an albino black man. That's amazing. Awesome. Marvin Crondon Jones III. I don't even remember him <laughs> talking in that. No, I think he literally has one line. <laughs> is he also in Black Lightning? Marvin <laughs> Crondon Jones III is Tobias Whale in Black Lightning. Okay, I was like... But Black Lightning's DC. So, yes. Oh, but, oh the, char the actor. The yeah, actor. Okay. Isn't, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's kind of amazing, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is... A he plays White Whale, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, there is in fact an albino black man who is just locking down all of those comic book roles. Good for him! I suppose if you're going to have a niche, that guy really has it down better than anyone else when it comes to the niche. I mean, like, fucking good, good for him for finding what works for him. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, I got this niche, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to milk some money out of it. And he did it without Make having to file his teeth down to points. Which is legit, just to be extra and to look like more like a vampire. That's God, he's almost as bad as Blackout. Dude, um, like, like, I am not committed to the bit on that land. No. I would literally just get some fucking, in, like, I'd get grill or whatever, some inserts of teeth, just and just commit to having some, I wouldn't my, file my teeth. My front teeth are fake. Like, I, I know you guys know that. I don't remember if it's ever come up on the podcast. I crashed my bicycle mm -hmm. when I was a kid. But because of this, I have a teeth thing. 
broken teeth, filing teeth, any of that just makes me, it, this would have worked for on me, is what I'm saying. He would have done mm. that and been like, all right, you win, man. <laughs> I already wasn't going to fuck with the mobster, but you did that. Nope, I'm out. I, yeah, I really like Tombstone. I think Tombstone's an underutilized character. I like uh, when they utilize him in the... Uh, he actually comes up in, a, I think, a couple iteration, iterations of the animated series. The original animated he, series and also, I think, in the Spectacular Spider-Man series. He's one they like to use because he is a good B-level villain. If you want someone to challenge the Kingpin, or if you want someone to be the Kingpin's enforcer. minion, enforcer, yeah. he works very well for both of those setups. He's a good, big, imposing guy in the back of the room. It is kind of unfortunate that the king... Because when the kingpin of crime, he's not always been, like, the absolute ruler of all of New York crime that he's kind of become. Which makes him fun to use as the kingpin, but it does make characters like Tombstone harder to use, because they all have to now kind of be enforcers of the kingpin. I kind of liked it better when, like, oh, kingpin controls half of New York, and, you know, Tombstone controls Harlem, and so-and-so controls Brooklyn, and, like, you could have those Burroughs Wars mm -hmm. more than you had before. Oh, and just to fill it in, because it was minor, it doesn't mean you missed it, but it's Alonzo Lonnie Lincoln. Lincoln, that's the one. I knew yeah. it was a uh, an LL, but I could not think of what that last name was. Oh. Uh. Also, just because it was his main thing before he actually got powers, he's 6'7". Yeah, he him a big boy. Damn, that's a big motherfucker. <laughs> like, that was his thing before he got powers was the fact that he was just a real big guy. I'm 6'5". That's fucking terrifying. I was going to say, I'm 6'1". I'm not small. My uncle is 6'7". And, like, I remember seeing him being like, is this how the rest of the world sees people? Like He's 6'7", 460". Oh, which is how he was able to fight Spider-Man at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he makes linebackers look small. Big boy. That and he hit him with a steel girder on a construction plate. But Well, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. Before we go, we'd like to first tell you what our next fight is. Match number two is going to be Tyler arguing for the Human Torch yeah. versus Steven arguing for Pietro Maximov. Quicksilver. Let's get blazed. Stow away for the win. I'm amazed he's never actually said that in the comic now that you say that out loud. It's coming up soon. I'm sure. You, we just need a couple more states to go recreational. <laughs> so he can admit it. <laughs> anyway, we're taking off. Before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at earverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. And as always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Till next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away.